Welcome to the Little Squares Culture Crush. I am out in Long Island City. I'm having a very special visit with the artists How and Nasum. Hey guys. Hello. <laughs> there are two Hello, of them. Hello, Deborah. <laughs> and I have a dog on my lap, so if you hear any um, heavy breathing, I swear it's the dog. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, thanks so much for inviting me here. It's always a pleasure to see you guys at work is amazing and um so yeah so okay we're working on a story together for the next scene the pictures are amazing so far and um this isn't the first time we worked together we met a couple years ago and did a quick little video piece which was really fun yeah. and i didn't know you at all and i came here and we i think we shot in for about 15 minutes and talked for about 10 minutes and it actually turned into kind of like a really nice piece which was funny because i don't know the pictures yeah. were great and what you had to say I, I thought was really interesting which is um okay so i mean quick background uh these guys uh, started off as I, what you would call graffiti artists or you know some people call it street art or whatever painting trains no it was graffiti <laughs> i it mean when, when, when we started out we were tagging and eventually got into painting trains and painting uh walls illegally and then it just developed into uh you know doing legal walls and get getting into painting canvases and you know and, and and the media started calling it graffiti because all the graffiti artists, you know, were, were doing murals. We call it really muralism, if, if anything, or mural painters. But, you know, they gave it the term street art, which really, I don't know what that is. Right. <laughs> that is, they always have to give it some term. So tell us about, you know, how you got started. I mean, you guys have a, where are you, where are you from? I mean, obviously, when did you come to New York and how did that all happen? Tell us the whole story. <laughs> well, we were born in uh, San Sebastián. That's the Basque region of Spain, which is in the north of Spain, close to the Pyrenees. And uh, we lived there around for about five, six years, and then moved to uh, Germany, where we spent about 17 years, and then we came in 97 for the first time to New York. We started graffiti in 88, but then uh, we came to the point that we had to visit the so-called Mecca of graffiti, that's New York City, and we decided to do that in 97. Then we came back twice. Um, and we came back in 98, four months, and in 99 we decided to stay a little longer than a month. And out of three months, now it's over 15 years. So when you say that you so you said you came to New York because it was the Mecca graffiti. So yeah. so when you come to New York, then like what do you do? Do you like yeah, you just get off the plane and then you just start looking around and like or did oh, you less. know the scene or no, how does we, that work? Well, we knew this. We knew of the scene. We knew who the major players in the graffiti world were, and uh, you know most of them are 
obviously from New York City. And in the 90s, all the, most of the graffiti artists uh, were still active, but instead of painting the, the subways like, like they used to do, they were painting graffiti on, on, on murals, on walls. So we knew of you know, some people, but we didn't have uh, any direct contact with them or contact information. Um, the only thing we had was um, a magazine, uh, I believe it was called Fat Cat Magazine, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. And in the back there was like some uh, little advertising of Fat Joe's store. Fat Joe, the rapper, he used to have a clothing store out here in the South Bronx on Melrose. And the house number was 560, so he called the store 560. And there was the address on it and we saw that there was graffiti in it. And Fat Joe is a graffiti artist, so we figured, all right, let's go visit the store the store visit and then uh, just turned out that uh, Brim, the founder of one of the founders of Task Group, was actually running the store and we started talking and he, you know, sure enough he asked us uh, who we are, what we do, where we're from and wanted to see some of our works before he gets us in touch with uh, Bio BG and NISA who were at that time the most active uh, crew members of Task Group. And you know, he was impressed by our work. He gave us a BIOS beeper number. You know, we didn't know what a beeper right. is. But right. The times beeper of the number, beeper. right? That was yeah, very yeah. 90s. Those yeah. were the times of the <laughs> right. beeper. Right. And that's how we got in touch with them. Did you know of Tat's crew beforehand? Yeah. You did. I didn't know. I didn't know all the members, but I knew of Bio. I knew of Nice. We didn't know much. There were not. There was no internet, and we didn't know many people in Europe either. And uh, we knew the crew as TAT, not as TATS. So when he gave us the beeper, we were like, oh, yeah, I think I heard a bio and nice, and, but not sure, you know. The thing is, you, d you didn't have the internet, so you didn't know, oh, he did all these words, or they did all these words. You knew of a few books, uh, for example, uh, Spraken Art, there was a few pieces of this in there, which was made in 1980. And it's very popular around the world and a few black and white copy magazines where we saw their work in, you know. It just was coincidence that we linked up with Tad's crew, you know, thanks to Brim. And then when once we met them, it was very natural. They were very friendly to us. We spoke Spanish, they spoke Spanish. We had a bunch of beers and we got along, and, you know. Beers, it's always yeah. about the beers. And, and then right? after, after like a month, they decided to uh, put us down with the crew and have them represent, that, that we represent them in, in, in Europe and then knew of all our uh, extensive travels and stuff like that. So they knew that we were gonna represent hard. Yeah. I mean, we were lucky too, you know. We've done a lot of walls with them. We did a lot of walls on our own because they organized wall space for us. Uh, we also did some trains here on our first visit. Uh, we got to meet a whole bunch of um, pioneers, Cold Crush Brothers, and Africa Bambata, and a whole bunch of other people. And I, we were just uh, fortunate to meet them, you know. I mean, there's a lot of other artists that come, I mean, back in the day, and they would not meet anybody. They would have to pay a lot of money for paint or gold steel, and we had a hookup with them, you know, so we were lucky. Right, right, right. Yeah. So nowadays, nowadays it's easy. You go online, you look for artists. Um, you can email a hundred 
different artists in New York City, basically, and hopefully one of them is going to answer. But yeah, right. if you if you got talent, then other artists will want to. Uh, we came with you. We came with not knowing anybody and staying in the projects with some family that we knew that my sister worked for in in Germany, Dominican family. So we so right. whenever you want to visit New York City, you can stay with my sister. So we went and were still in the projects. <laughs> and so you and years so you guys were still painting trains at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. now it seems like in New I York mean, that's, that's even, like so over. That, now. That's more more important for graffiti artists than doing a mural or anything. Cause right. All the entire movement, yeah, started some in the street on buses, but it's predominantly known as subway art graffiti. You know, so. Right. If you do, if you do that, you have kind of like an Academy Award, you know. Right. So. Really. Is this then, like well, back then, yeah. Now it's since the internet made everything easier, you know. And I'm not gonna say why it's easier to, and why it's easy to paint the trains nowadays, but you know, people talk, people, you know, communicate with each other, and that's how it works. Right. Back then, you had to know somebody or just be clever enough to do it. Now we're just passing on information. So, do you feel like it's uh, when you it's hooking up with ta the Tats Crew um, organization? Is that what sort organization. of organization? <laughs> <laughs> just call it a corporate organization. You can well, say it is kind of now. Crew. Right, but that, okay, so but that's what exactly what I'm well, getting. That's, the, that's, that's what I'm getting at. Like, did, oh, okay. were they the ones who sort of said, like, oh, you know, they they were organized in the sense of like painting murals yeah. and getting it together so that everybody yes, would sort of benefit I mean, from it. It it didn't start that way. Tats crew, right. Tats crew is a graffiti crew. There's many members in there, but uh, Bio BG and Nisa decided to make it a a job and they found a tad school INC and that became a business you know they started out doing local stores and they grew to do major projects for corporate America you know right. corporate America yeah. <laughs> I mean we were already doing business in Germany but not to that kind of extent right so when we joined them you know we expanded the business and uh, learned much more about right. the entire... So, know, okay, business. so I was lucky enough that I got to um, go up there, up to the Bronx with you guys last week, and so I met some of the guys. So I, I met Bio. He was there. He was he was amazing. So who else was there? Who else? Well, who Bio was there. Right? BG was there. Right. Nysa was there. Uh, right. Ken was there. Uh, Raz was there. They're all original task Shame. Members. Yeah, Shame125 was there. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, it was, it was, I, I, if I could describe it, it was like, I mean, okay, so first we sort of like hung out in the club house room, which <laughs> the is office. Is it, in the, is it, the office, it's a work environment, the work it's not environment. a clap house, sounds like it's a gang. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't want to, um, I wouldn't want anyone to get that impression. So, and uh, I mean, it was, it was great. It was like, I, I mean, it seemed like you got, a lot of you guys hadn't seen each other in a while and you were catching up and that was really, it was really fun to just, yeah. just see the dynamic between all of you that, you know, one person would say something and then it was, it was like there was such a huge back and forth, which I was sort of, which I was picking up on 
when you guys were just hanging around, drinking beers and, and, yes. and catching up and telling stories. And then, I mean, it was a really nice evening. And so we sort of walked outside and out came the music and <laughs> and then everybody started painting i mean it was it was incredible so yeah, uh, that's how we are we're very natural i mean they knew we were coming so they made sure they don't have to be out of the office they knew you were coming so they wanted to be there you know but then since we haven't seen us for a while of course we're gonna have some bunch of beers and they whatever they had to do work-wise they will do the following day just as we do you know like we don't see each other as much as we used to, but we like hanging out with each other and we joke a lot, you know, make a lot of jokes about each other. And just uh, the painting was just, I don't know, it's just the way it is. You know, one, one guy starts to paint and the other guy will be like, oh, okay, I'll do a piece too, why not, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's how it was. It was like one guy just started painting. It was like, oh, well, then all the... And, but, I mean, and then the, the, everybody's around and everybody's sort of commenting and shouting and, and pushing and saying, like, oh, you did this, I'll trash do that. Trash talking, you mean. <laughs> trash, a lot of trash talking. <laughs> you missed the big, you know, you missed a spot or he's always doing that. And I mean, it was so... It was, it was incredible to see the way, the dynamic of the whole... Um, you know, crew of guys and, you know, how it all just happened and the, I mean, and, and what was most striking to me was just how much fun everybody was having. I mean, I, I was having a blast and it was like, I was shooting and you were painting and the other guy was dancing and it was like, it was, it was really cool. <laughs> that yeah, was super barbecue cool. Barbecue was missing. <laughs> right. The only thing we didn't have was barbecue. Yeah. Next time. <laughs> all we had was a lot of beer, which was, which was really fun. Um, Okay, and then, so then, but there's like so many other sides of your work. So that's, that's one side, which I'm so excited that I got to see that and, and meet those people. I mean, I saw a, a little, a little bit of it, um, a reminiscing about it, let's say. And then, but you have all these other sides. So you have the murals and now you've done like, you're doing like incredible, incredible. I mean, we've, we've done trains, murals, then with the task we've worked for more than 10 years just doing uh, commercial murals, which is often considered ads. So basically do certain, create artwork for companies and uh, duplicate it on a wall. Sometimes just in New York, sometimes nationwide, the 12 major markets, Atlanta, Chicago, LA yes. and so on. And uh, they wanted to continue that, they still do that and we decided you know, to branch out and uh, try to focus our talent on paintings. Fine art, yeah. Right, so yeah, so when did that switch happen? That started around 2008 or so. I mean, we've all always done paintings on canvas, but it was more try things out and more lettering, graffiti-related stuff. Right. And then, right. And now I'm now you have a pretty successful fine arts career as well, which is we, we do all right. We do all right. We yes. do all right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. We also we did that visit over to Jacob's Gallery last yeah. week. He was um, he was still suffering from being out with you guys a couple nights before that. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we all need a bit of recovery. So happens when you hang out with some Germans. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Business meeting. Business meetings with Germans. Right. Um, so okay, so what so what is the 
So you mentioned the process a little bit about if you're doing a commercial project, you do it first and then transfer it onto the wall. You don't just go, okay, well, I have this. No, have this. I mean, back then, sometimes you create the artwork for the company and sometimes the company gives you already the finished artwork. So right. you just have to copy what they give you, which is okay too, you know? Just gotta do that wall sometimes 30 times all over. Has to look all the time. Just like plastering uh, posters, just right. you, you, you paint them, you know, which is uh, more interesting for the people that pass by because you interact with them and they can relate to something handmade more than just a poster uh, advertising a, a product or brand or something. Right. Which is, is not as disgusting as if you painted, you know? So. Right, right, right. Yeah, so you have a big project coming up um, yes. in Detroit. Yes, uh, it's going to be a very <laughs> tall mural, 354 <laughs> feet tall. And the, the, the date is not 100% set. There's a few little tweaks we got to do. But uh, yeah, it should all happen soon. Right, and that's going to be the biggest... Tallest mural in the world, yes. Tallest mural in the world. If wow. once we do it, yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Got to do it first. <laughs> right. Well, you could just stand at the top of the... You could do it illegally. <laughs> that would be tough. <laughs> do it in one night. Legally only a train, maybe. Right, right, right. Um, Detroit doesn't have trains, so... So, I mean, let's, so let's talk about one of the things that we talked about last week at the, when we were at the gallery was, um, you know, as we mentioned before, this sort of, you know, everybody wants to sort of label things like, oh, that's street, you guys are street artists. Like I had, I actually had somebody ask me this week who sort of had heard that I was doing something with you guys and they said, oh, this brand, they're looking for a young, edgy street artist, you know. Well, we're not young. I know. So <laughs> So I Might not be edgy anymore. <laughs> we graffiti artists. But I mean, you know, it's like, I know, okay, so coming from fashion, you know, when there used to be something called street photography, you know, or street style and yeah. all of these things. And now it seems like that word street has just been so co-opted and they just slap it onto things. At the point of street style from like, from the fashion perspective used to be that you captured somebody who wasn't, A, definitely wasn't in the industry, you know, wasn't like a, a magazine editor or somebody who like works in the industry and who was kind of unaware of, like, you know what I mean? Like they put an outfit together, but they weren't doing it like to be photographed or to be noticed or to be, yeah. they weren't doing it to publicize anything or to signal anything to anybody else. Maybe yes, but not like a magazine or anything. Right. They probably like, wanted to impress a guy or a girl, maybe. Yeah, know, maybe they cool. were just, right, looking cool because they were going out to a club with their friends or something yeah. like that, and that was it. And then if somebody happened to, you know, photograph like club kids or something, then it, you know, it was that. But it wasn't an intentional, like, I'm going to dress up because I want to be photographed, because I want to be, I want my picture to show up on that side. I mean, do you see any parallels? Like, do you see, like, artists trying to be like, oh, I'm going to do a mural so I can be a street, call, call myself a street artist, or? Yeah, I mean, I would say so. Because people, they consider themselves artists or street artists and do murals, they don't go to the Bronx. They, right. they better go to the so-called 
hood neighborhoods of Brooklyn. They try to go to spots that are upcoming, like Bushwick, Williamsburg, uh, downtown somewhere to be seen because they know that's where the galleries are at or where the hipsters with the money are at. So, you know, maybe pot potential clients, customers who are going to buy artwork from them and take pictures of it, Instagram it, and put it out on social right. media. Right. But, you know, us, uh, the most the artists we know, we didn't give a shit about that, really. I mean, to us just, was just to paint anywhere, a nice big wall or whatever, whatever it might yeah. be, have a picture and go on to the next yeah. so We do it for us first and then obviously it benefits the communities we work in. Usually that's where the, you know, so-called underdeveloped neighborhoods. And uh, we also would do it to battle the other crews that were out there, you know. To uh, battle the other crews. Yeah, so right. oh, did, did you see what this crew did? Yeah, yeah, that uh, shit was small. Yeah, we're going to do one twice that big uh, and way better and burn fire out their asses. Right. Okay. <laughs> you know, like, th that, that yeah. was the drive. So, right, so it was more like, like an underground movement. It was not like, okay, uh, this gallery owner is going to see my piece and then... I'm gonna be done, you know? Not for the money. Fuck you you would always spend anymore. money on it, you know? Like, roller paint, ladders, gas, spray paint, right. everything. You, you I know? mean, uh, right, so it's like it goes back and, to what I was saying. And, and later on in our career, when we had a business, uh, you know, it's automatically uh, advertising for yourself, you know? Right. Like, yeah, later on, they'll be like, oh, you guys are the guys that want to do all the jobs too, right? Right. So, yeah, but going back to what I was saying about last week about how you guys were like it was like a back and forth I mean even like what you just said about like oh because we saw this other crew did this so we yeah. wanted to do yeah. it so it's like it was fast it was far well, seen it's, it's like the this the the act of what you guys are doing you and bio and all those other all of the you guys it's really a form of communication yeah, I mean, it's a More competitive. More so than, uh, look at me, look what yeah. I did. Well, it was when like it comes you guys talking to the other people. Yeah, when it comes yeah. to graffiti, yes, definitely. Yeah. But, but, yeah, I mean, yeah. When we do our murals, they just, because most people can relate to lettering, graffiti lettering. There's like, what is this? It's, they alien, feel alienated and then they get scared and they might know about the violence and whatnot. So when they see a mural, we're like, oh, that's pretty. You know, there's a face in there, something they can recognize, and we're like, oh, I like that. So immediately, it draws a different crowd. But when we when we do our graffiti, that's really just from one graffiti artist to the other one. Maybe someone that just likes it can decipher it, but likes it, oh, it's pretty full, colorful or something. But it's really just for the movement. You know, I mean, it was an underground movement, but the internet, you know, now it's really not as underground as it used to be. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I grew up in New York in the 80s, and I, I mean, it's unrecognizable. I mean, there just used to be, I mean, a lot of the graffiti was terrible, of course, yeah, but still, it was there's just, still a lot of shit out there. Yeah, obviously. It's probably <laughs> I prefer, mostly, it's I probably prefer mostly shit, shit graffiti to shit street art. Yeah. There's, there's good street art, but there's also a lot of just shit. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I consider most of the stuff that you just from Illustrator file, you know, cut it out, and another kid standing in the corner with his breaking stencil stuff is just horrible. I mean, there's no creativity. 
at all. Not much skill either. Worse is weed pasting. What's that? Weed pasting, when you print something off from the computer that you might have probably not designed your damn self and you go in the streets and you weed paste that poster onto a wall. So, so to say, oh, I'm an artist, I'm an artist. <laughs> uh, the, the photos you've taken along your career, uh, uh, decide to print it out on uh, uh, paper and glue it up. Oh, I'm an artist. Right, Doing right. it a little bit bigger, I'm a muralist now. Right. Let me take, let me take a Andy I mean, Warhol photograph. You There's know? great weed pasting too, you know, some do individual pieces, you know, one of a kind, they paint it, they cut it out in the studio and, uh, you know, yeah, like glue for example, it like Swoon, Swoon, yeah. she creates her own stuff, like she cuts it out, it's all hand drawn and everything and hand colored and then goes and we paint her, that's a that's an art piece. Yeah. You know, street it's art, important whatever that you can see that there's yeah. work behind it and actually some cool idea, you know? Right. A lot of people do that, you know? It's cool. Uh, I always wanted to be an artist, but not everybody can be an artist, but, you know, there's nowadays so many forms of, you know, to go around that and cheat this, the, the, you know, the, the audience. You know, but right. just you pretending you're an artist and downloading images and you know, right, like right, yeah. They, well, I, yeah. unfortunately, most people don't know the difference. I mean, it's the same, and it's the same in a lot of creative fields right now. Yeah. Um, because people just really want to be part of, they want to be part of the machine. They want to because get in the graph world, in the graffiti scene, if your shit is whack, you're getting painted over and you're yeah. not painting no more. That's, that's it. it. In the street art, they all want to be buddies and happy hippo and they're all friends and we're like, oh, that's cool. Meanwhile, it's really shit. Right. But right. like, oh, oh, he got so many followers. We're friends. Graffiti world is, has nothing yeah. to do with the street art world. But the street art is like to associate, yeah, I used to paint. Well, when did you, when, when did you paint? Tell me. When did you do graffiti? When? I used to do graffiti too. Yeah, what, that one tag or something? Nah, it's, anyway, right. but, you know, to just to get the street so, so cred. That's, so that's the worst thing that could happen as a graffiti artist is to get painted over. Uh, yeah, get yeah. crossed uh, out with toy. Uh, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, bad. Yeah. Or get robbed and stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, robbing is the, is, or yeah. something like that, but it's really, <laughs> New York changed, so that, you know. It's, I mean, every, every graph writer gets painted over once in a while, you know, it happens to each, to the best, it happens, you know. Well, I feel like a lot of the conversations I've been having recently is that it's like when you were describing the kid who's just like standing there with his stencil and his, and his paint can, like all in a hipster outfit, like at the party or whatever, it's like they want to just make the jump to getting hired by Nike to like do a mural. Yeah, or a gallery or whatever. I think they, yeah, they, I they mean, wanted, it's, it's they wanted to work for some cool brand and do a mural and, and whatever. They don't, they're not interested in the story that you just you told call me. It? No, maybe they are. call that appropriation? Is that what it's called? No, they, right? they, they take something that was, you know, to entertain yourself and to uh, say to the system, we don't need you fuck you, we do whatever the fuck we feel like. And they take that idea and twist it around and I, make, I don't make, make it horribly disgusting to say, uh, I'm a graffiti artist or I do murals. Right. Uh, you know, 
I try to avoid now to say I'm a graffiti artist because you know it's so cool to say or street right. art. Uh, when, I do murals, like yeah, really big murals. That's what I say. Oh, murals. Oh, okay. I, I feel the same yeah. way like when I describe you guys. I hate to call yeah. you guys the graffiti guy. Like I it just yeah. How old, that, how old are they? Twenty five. Yeah, and they're skateboarding. No, I've been painting. Well, back in the days, you would at first you would no, never say you do graffiti just right, because you, go to jail, you right? know. No, no. Others be like, oh, they. Because there weren't too many doing it. So in the small towns, like, oh, it's got to be them too. So you didn't tell anybody. Right. Second, it's just, you know, most people would think, oh, it's just kiddie stuff. There's no future. Oh, that's bad. You know, so we just, you know, mind your own business. Yeah. But yeah. going back to the street artists that just do a little bit of street art and then want to jump quick into the uh, art world, you know, selling paintings and stuff like that. Yeah, I think a lot of them just want to do the jump real quick and they, they realize that by doing a few murals in uh, specific areas where all the, you know, the main crowd or the hip crowd goes to, they get a lot of attention that way. And that way, you know, they might be discovered. You know, but I'm not saying everybody, you know, some actually build their own street credibility, you know, talking about street art, I guess that's part of it. You know, and they stick to it, but there's a lot of them that are just like one-time wonders. Yeah. You know, one-hit wonders. Right. <laughs> that no, don't get painted it's, over. It's good stuff and bad stuff, you know. And it just gets so much more respect than graffiti, you know, street art. If you do street art, you're an artist. If you do graffiti, you vandal more, you know? Right, right. You know, look, look at artists that are out there, you know. Pretty much the most successful street artists are not street artists, they're graffiti artists. They just do contemporary art. Right. Know? They don't even do street art paintings. You know, Barry, <laughs> Barry McGee, you know, is, is a famous graffiti writer by the name Twist. Ochemeas, the twins from Brazil, you know. They go every night in Brazil, do throw ups and tanks. So yeah. you guys aren't the only twins in no, the business? No, 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 no. There's, there's, a, there's a few. <laughs> there's yeah. a few of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, that, that, you know, name with you know? Right. What? Right, like, right. Ojemios, Oje they're, they're, like, definitely up right. there, you know? And yeah. they, they're major respected, uh, established artists right. in the art world. Right, look at Kors. Kors, you know, used to paint freight trains, and do wards and tags illegally. And now he's represented by Pervantai and Gagosian, you know? Right. So talk about also well, the, the street other... street artists, you know? <laughs> right, street artists. Where are they? Well, talk about also the other, other stuff that you do, because you, so you travel around the world and you also like to work with, you know, we like do, we do and... Yeah, we do some outreach projects once, like we try to do one a year at least. But it also depends on uh, what cause it is and how how much time we have. So we've done several over the past few years. The last one we did uh, was uh, we went to Palestine and the Jordan Valley. We worked with um, a few kids and we also worked with Bedouin women. Did a few projects with them. So what did you do with them? Well, first we the, the whole project was just to go and see how it is and uh, and bring attention to the uh, to to the problem that is going on over there and you know since we are known and people look uh, 
to what we do. Uh, and they, they, they decided that they want to do the project with us. We went there with MAP, it's uh, Medical Aid for Palestinians. And they sponsored it and we did the projects with the kids and um, it was about teaching them that uh, you can do murals and you know we showed them about stencils and spray cans and stuff like that just showed them our world a little bit just so they can see you know there's other things than just uh, violence in, in town yeah, and so we did like a, a five-day uh, workshop with I think like 20 kids Palestinian uh, kids they yeah. were around what between 10 and 12 or so something and basically it was create a mural uh, on paper and then collage it onto a wall indoors obviously because you know they're way too young to use spray paint or be outdoors so you right. know, we did sketches ideas first each one you know with different teams and then color them in with brushes, acrylic paints, pens and stuff and then when each one was finished they would cut out different shapes out of the paintings and uh, collage it together on a huge roll of paper on the wall and create one big painting mural kind of thing, you know? Wow, that's so, so cool. That's fun, so, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's so, and even up in, when we were up in Hunts Point last week, there's like, it's a community center. There yeah, are kids yeah, yeah. playing, yeah. and I mean, that that seems to be, I mean, it's just because, like, those are the neighborhoods you guys come from, so you feel like the no, sense of community, it, it, like, why it, are these communities, yeah. there's always these communities. I mean, it started in 95 uh, by a few individuals that wanted to have a center, but not just the typical one, they wanted, since the, it was in the South Bronx where a lot of the hip hop movement, you know, was developed. They wanted to have not the typical just dance classes or music classes, so they would teach uh, DJing, uh, b-boying, uh, graffiti, poetry. you know, poetry, you know, stuff like that. Not the typical school curriculum stuff, you know, stuff that right. is from the... The arts that are native to yeah, their neighborhoods, so right. That's how the task we got involved with the community center, because they reached out to them and said, hey, would you like to, you know, uh, be part of it and get some office space and uh, in exchange do like once a week or twice a week uh, workshop with kids, you know, so cool. that's really well yeah, I mean, so the, I mean, so what? What's what? Why do you guys go around and do these outreach things with these other communities? Just personally, like for you guys, like just well, you, you know, it's never too late to you learn guys about are just big guys with big hearts. Like what? yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's fun. It's fun. Uh, it, it can be fun, you know. Obviously, it can be also de depressing, depending on where you're at. But you know, when we were kids, nobody taught us, you know. So. It's always good to teach kids that, you know, graffiti or whatever we're doing is, you know, is positive and doesn't have to be negative like it's portrayed everywhere, you know? Right. Plus, there's a lot of people, a lot of kids that have no money, they cannot go to art classes or they don't have materials. So we just give back, you know? That way, you know, we go to heaven. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we would do more, but there's only that much we can do, you know? Yeah. I mean, right. hopefully other artists do as, 
as much as we do. You know, it's, it's always about giving back, but it's always nice to see, you know, those kids in those, you know, poor countries or poor neighborhoods, even here in, in, in New York or outside of New York City, see them be happy and all excited to meet us and work with us and, you know, develop a, a mural, even though it might be just on paper or just a small wall. But it's satisfying. Right. Yeah. Plus, a lot of people helped you, you know, a lot of people helped us to get where we at, you know, just by saying, yeah, hey, these edits are good, these edits are good, so. Right. My people come you and back, you give back to them, you know. Yeah, nonprofits reach out to us, you know, hey, would you be willing to do this, da da da. And if, if it fits into our schedule or we think it's very important to move our things, yeah. then we do it. I mean, we've done high schools, we've done preschools, we've done. We've done the Smithsonian. Chaos. Yeah, Chaos. Right, we've done Rikers Island. Island. We've done the Smithsonian. We've done. Um, when did you do Rikers Island? Not recently. Rikers oh. Island, we did like eight years ago. Right. Well, when, six we did years a, ago. when we did a 10 year bid in there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did short time. We, 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 no, we did it with the juveniles there. I know all my prisoners. We did We did this year the University of West Virginia. We did a lecture there to the professors and teachers. We did MIT twice. So what, to the Media Lab? No, Just to the art school? No, they have an art in residency there. Oh, so we okay. did it twice and, you yeah. know, just to talk about what we do. Exactly. And, you know, Right. And then we've done work with many different nonprofits, like one in Philadelphia, the Mural Arts. Uh, what is stuff in, Equ Seven, yeah, in Ecuador? We've done lectures too. Yeah, work with kids. So, do you think that there's like a next? With, now that it's like it's not 1977 or even like the 80s, where it's like you know. I was two years old. Do you think that there's a new generation of young? Like like graffiti, graffiti artists, or I mean, yeah. is there a, like or like okay? So when I first met you, you were like, okay, what? And I said, why do you do what you do? And you said it's because we we just want to fuck shit up. Like that's what you said. Yeah. Like in in general, that's sort of like a. Thesis. Well, that's the whole idea of doing right. graffiti. Well, it's a, it's also sort of it's a way of of expressing yeah. what well, I mean, a lot it, of people are doing, even not in graffiti, even like in any kind of creative field or any field, you know. Yeah. Um, so I mean, so whether it was so for you, it was painting trains. But is there? Do you see that there's a next gen, or do you think that the world's just become uh, too corporatized that like kids, no, that's not to kids do are too busy just like on their Instagram, it, and you don't think they're gonna really fuck shit yeah, up anymore? Crime is it's considered a, a felony, you know. So <laughs> a lot of kids don't want to have a record, especially when they have no talent. And be like, nah, I want to actually become successful and in the business so if I have a felony record you know right. a lot of the kids don't want to uh, take that uh, uh, the weight and plus a lot of the old graffiti artists turn artists turn 
street artists or whatever you want to call it. That's what I'm it. saying. Like, do you they, think they, they don't have no no one to look at? And right. That's what I was gonna so say. Like, so now the kids yeah. coming up. That's what I mean. Like they want to jump right to the yeah. get commissioned to yeah. do the huge yeah. mural or get the brand to yeah. hire you to do their office or you know do the cool mural in their office. Yeah. Or I guess so, company or something. Uh, but there's still it's, it's more. Uh, so the, do they, the, they the, don't the have, who do they have to emulate now? There's still a movement. You, there's you guys. <laughs> In Europe, it's still hardcore <laughs> like that, you know? They myself. <laughs> I don't do that. I would, say, I would say Europe still has that a lot. America still has some too, but has reduced a lot more. In Europe, you know, people still paint a lot of trains and illegal. You know? Right. I mean, New York too, but not as much as before. Right. Yeah, I mean, I never see graffiti in the subways. No, that not, but in the streets, you see the tagging and the throw-ups, you see that. It's right. still around. You know, it's not as much as it used to be, and the city cleans more than they used to. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of cameras, a lot of informants, Yeah, I cell mean, yeah, phones, you can't be on the subway, everybody has a camera. Cell phones, you know. So yeah. it's all, yeah. I don't think it's going to die out, but it's, yeah. you know, it's just... Every generation has to cope with the new changes, you know. Like back back in the days when the kids were painting the subways, there was there were no fences, you know, on right. when to go into the train yard, or maybe they made one and it was only like five feet, six feet high, no right. big deal. <laughs> then they made the double fences with the barbed wires on top, and you know, people found ways around that. Then they put the cameras and you know, moving sensors. And there's a way around that, right, you know. There's right. always a way, where there's a way, there's a there's way a to way. do it, you know. Yeah, I mean, maybe now today it's more about sort of like you know hacking into somebody's computer, computer and leaving. I mean, because you know <laughs> that's they probably do that. that's you know, probably that's probably much harder than going out and paint the subway in New York not City. Not for some people, it's not. <laughs> No, I mean, they go in and they leave their tag and then they get back out and you turn your, you know, maybe it's the same kind of Cyber tagging. Yeah. (laughs) Cyber tagging. I mean, you know, if you go into some, I mean, I know I've heard people say this, that if, like, if you could look at, if you go to the other side and you look at, like, the code and they do, they leave their tags in there that they wrote this, they wrote that. Um, They, 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 They were hackers before the internet. Right. We watched a documentary the other day. It was like... Which documentary did you watch? Uh, I forgot the name of it. I tried watching a new documentary that's out about hacking and it was so terrible. I started. There was one guy, he was an, he was an accountant and he was right. looking at something, some digital stuff, and it was like a mistake of 75 cents and he followed, followed it and saw that it came from somewhere else. And, mm-hmm. you know, he was just obsessed and then the whole thing became big. And but anyway, the story is too long to really explain it. But that was before right. even the internet. Yeah. So now it's uh, so it, you and you had mentioned last week also. So you go back and forth. So you will be like working on a project outside for a couple of weeks, and then it's like then now here you're back in the studio. I see with this incredible yeah, thing. Mo- most of me. the time we're in the studio though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Our paintings take quite a while, so we had to cut down just being outside doing murals for no pay. Right. Paintings (laughs) pay for everything, really. Right, right. And everything is, um, I mean, I've seen you work, so I know it's, it's, everything is like, you guys, it's the two of you. 
Yeah. Always. Yeah. Uh, what? Do you see someone else in here? No, I just mean like <laughs> there's no, Nico? there's no, there never like there's one of you that works on one thing more, and you're just like, oh, that's your no, step uh, yeah, One, one might work in one corner a little bit more because if not, we will be in our each other's way. But uh, the paintings are done together. You see. Right. So wait, I know. I mean, I've heard the story, but like, tell us the story of the of your of the names. How Nazem? Like how that that came to be? Just. Uh, me, Nazm, uh, I, I used to have a different tag. Well, I had a few tags before Nazm, and uh, I got arrested, and they they gave me like a week jail for it. And when I came out, we had some visitor, and of course, I was gonna go paint again. I was I, I was like 17, 16, or whatever. I don't. I don't so that know, was the penalty: eight. a week in prison. Yeah, for, for, yeah. I painted a train. That was. 92, how old was that? 20, a week? 50, 17, that's the That's the week in prison. No, no it wasn't. We were friends that do like two years. Yeah. Right. But back then it wasn't that, you know, it wasn't common. Plus the, 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 the punishments in Europe are way softer than they are in the United States. You know, they believe in rehabilitation. Right, not here. didn't work <laughs> here on me either. Here in prison is an industry, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it didn't work on me either. But anyway, okay, so you get out of prison. So we, we went, we went to, to the train yard, and I was standing in front of the train to paint a name, but I just didn't have one, really. You know, I was thinking of Nose, N-O-S-E, just to do a piece very quick. And my brother reminded me that there was a graffiti artist in Munich at that time that already had that name, so he suggested instead of to nose just turn the e basically make it an m and run for it for the night and you know i like the way it came out and i said ah, I, I, I do a couple of more pieces more trains or whatever and uh, i just got stuck with it right. really. <laughs> yeah, it was not about like uh has a meaning or anything i like the, the i like the I like, look, like yeah the, and i like the letterings you know right. at that time you know we were just painting a few years so you know you, you were in the your ability wasn't as you know as skillful yet you know like you you only had a few letters that you could really do so good so i'm gonna do those letters combine them somehow and you know. was it the same for you no no <laughs> i just picked different letters that that i liked at that time and put them together visually the way i liked it and happened to be how but not because of the English word it's just coincidence right and no, so no, no specific reason and then they worked together yeah well no for many years we just do how we do his piece and I do mine and but we always call us uh, our nose instead of nose and how just maybe sounds easier it's, I don't know we, it was always how and nose always right. been like that yeah, and I don't know if we came up with it. Or I think some other people would say, "Yeah, it's how and Nelson." Then never, nobody ever said Nelson and how. It was always how and Nelson. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Mind. Yeah, it's, we thought about it, but really, whatever. You know, I was born matter. first, so I got first. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. And then we would do names, uh, like, like for example, we would do a wall or a train, and instead of doing two separate pieces, we would just connect them and one guy would do the the first sketch and then we fill it in as a, as a uniform it's one thing and we kept doing that many times and, and people saw it as one at some point people didn't know it was two two guys so 
Right. Um, just. Well, it's gonna. You're definitely two guys. That's for sure. <laughs> um, so okay. Um, I guess we can sort of wrap this up for today. I hope that we get to talk again very soon. You'll come back on the show. And um, anyway, thanks. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.